Welcome to the Double Take Podcast. Thank I'm you, Jess. Jess. Hey, Jenny. How's it going? <laughs> Sorry. I uh, I know you have your whole intro spiel, but I, no, that was I felt like you were welcoming me. <laughs> I can just say hi. Hi, Jenny. And everyone knows you're hi, Jenny Jess. and they know I'm Jess now. So I think we're all set. What's been going on with you? Nothing crazy. You know, it's hot. So I've been doing stuff inside. It's not exciting. Watching Watch a lot TV. of TV. <laughs> I yeah. certainly have. Uh, actually, more movies than I'm used to. Um, Ooh. And by that, out. I mean like one movie. <laughs> a movie. <laughs> what was it? Well, I already talked about how we watched Top Gun, right? Did I tell you this? The very first one. like the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't tell me it, but it was in your Sunday oh, Sherry. Yeah. Oh, and yes. I was pretty disturbed, to be honest, <laughs> because, because I hate it. like a great movie. But I was like, how dare you slander Top Gun in my can you newsletter? Tell, can you tell me what the appeal is? Like, I'm not not in like a I'm not being like, tell me what the appeal. Like, I, I don't know. Never mind. Forget I said that. But like, truly, I mean, I, honestly, yeah. is it the planes? I think it's just like a feel good movie. The appeal is who felt just, good. <laughs> who did it? How do you not feel good when they play the like? oh what's the song that plays in the beginning now that I'm talking I can't think of it at the same time I don't know there's that song that plays I'm gonna think of it as soon as there's I the talking. take my breath away song and there's the like montage getting... of the planes no not that oh and they're like great balls of fire like little scene where they're like singing that on the piano anyways I don't really think there's anything not feel good about it other than like the obvious sad moments that I won't spoil I mean Okay, really so old. I don't think it's a spoiler. I was going to say, how recently have you seen I don't the know. old I movie? Think... Because oh, it's no, a I lot... saw it like weeks ago. I saw it right before I watched the new Top Gun. Not to be like the person who is like, how come all of it's just like every toxic male stare. Like I, mm, yes, he sure. is awful. I mean, it's he... an eighties movie. Yeah, but he like <laughs> he he's like full bulldozer ahead. I'm right about everything. And then the movie validates it by being like, okay, this girl keeps saying that she doesn't like you, but really she's just being like playing pretend. It's like every stereotype that is like wrong with the world. That is, yes. And then part of the movie is problematic, but like falling into her into the bathroom. Like, I think we all universally agree that that is so bad. So bad. But yeah, so I'm over that. That's that's like the main storyline other than planes. And the plane animation was, I get it was the 80s. It wasn't great. No, Uh, it wasn't great. And then he's like, at every chance, he's like, I'm doing this way. I'm doing it my way. I'm a renegade. And you're supposed to be like, yes, like underdog. But he's an asshole. I don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I see your point. He like, Uh, sorry, I don't know if we curse. (laughs) Yeah, we can curse. I think we're allowed. (laughs) He messes stuff up for his, like, I, I under, it's the whole, it's like the Karate Kid-esque, but just like the Karate Kid is more wholesome and it doesn't glorify the military or I guess the Air Force. Air Force, planes are cool. These planes didn't get me. Maybe I should watch the new one. Maybe I think you need to see the new one because- Tom the Cruise movie, doesn't do I liked it for the me. Movie. No, Tom Cruise like literally made me laugh how like dweeby he looked. No, I saw the movie for the first time, like right before I watched the new one. I'd never seen Top Gun and I just never had any interest in it. But I did like the 80s one. The relationship <laughs> plot was the least interesting part of the movie. I just like did not care about that, let alone sure. the fact that it was like problematic. 
But no, I it just was thought so- it was like a classic action movie. Like you <laughs> don't overthink it. But the new one, so, so good. I have not like, seen that one. So good. Oh man, it was good. I want to see it again. The closest <laughs> movie theater is 45 minutes away though. Oh gosh. <laughs> my final takeaway um, from the 80s Top Gun was like my favorite parts were the soundtrack because I like 80s songs. Um, Meg Ryan. And her like husband guy, I can't remember what his name is. Um, oh my gosh, she is <laughs> so married to Goose. That's the like Goose. whole plot of the movie. And that's not the whole. That's the no, whole. No, it's not the whole. It's what not I'm the whole saying it's it a very small piece? plot. It is the best part. She's not important, but she's but no. he's an important piece. That's my problem. Is my favorite parts of the movies were not <laughs> movie was like not what the movie was about. He is an important piece, sure, but like their relationship. And the music, I see. it doesn't make like I'm not gonna watch well, that movie or recommend it just for those two things. Anyway, we talked a lot about. Top like, I do think you would like the new one, as I do think everyone would like the new one and should go see it. I like it was that like one of my favorite movies ever. It was literally just oh. so good. It was it has everything you'd want in a movie without saying that it's like the best movie ever made because it's not. But like just all the elements of a movie that just like makes you feel good. It had misogyny. I don't think it had a whole lot of misogyny. Just not a, not a ton. Definitely <laughs> be like the right amount. <laughs> no, less than the original. I'm not saying there isn't anything misogynistic about it, but no, it didn't. It didn't have anything like super problematic with the first one. I mean, everybody agrees that that like that part of the first movie was bad. Like the Navy, they like didn't want to make a second one after the first one came out because of that scene. They were like, no, that's bad that's bad for us. Like that didn't look good for us. So like, mm. we don't want to be attached to a second one and we don't want you to make one. And that's part of the reason why it took them like 20 years to make a second one. Cause then when they finally did want them to make a second one, then like the Navy had a scandal. I think like they had a scandal and then mm. the movie people didn't want to make a second one. I don't know. Anyways, I do like miles Teller. So oh, who doesn't much more doesn't. than Tom Cruise. I did hear a funny, a funny anecdote about the, okay. The scene everybody likes in the second one uh spoilers please it's not no it's not a spoiler it's like a remake sort of a recreation of the like beach volleyball scene in the original they did like an homage to that with this little like i think they called it like dog pile football or something like some made up like little sport they play and the montage is literally just so they can all be shirtless just like in the first one like it's just like all the guys uh playing some sort of made up football game um but they're all shirtless and i the anecdote i heard was like they dieted like all the you know, all the actors like hardcore dieted or whatever they wanted to look good in that scene. So they were being really careful and then they filmed it. And then like days later, maybe a week later, Tom Cruise, like decided he didn't like, he didn't like the scene. He watched it back and he didn't like it. So he's like, no, we're all filming it again. And all the guys had like gone out and eat like milkshakes and burgers, like right after the scene was like done filming. So they were all like upset that they had to refilm it because Tom Cruise didn't like it. Is he in it or is he just the producer? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's in it. He's also in that scene. Yeah. Oh, oh no, he's in the movie. It's like, I kind I of think if, he if was you could say anything back. bad about the movie, it's that it's like Tom Cruise's vanity project. Like it's like ah. very much still a like, let's all look at Tom Cruise. Does he come back as like an instructor? Is that the whole, um, should I not say, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's, I mean, if there are people who haven't seen it yet, they'll want to go into it blind. I won't say okay too much more um also i don't know if you knew this but this is a tv podcast 
So <laughs> maybe, I apologized maybe. five minutes ago about all the <laughs> no, time. No, I know. That was, that was me. I wanted to keep talking about it. It's such a good movie, but we could talk about TV if you want. Yeah. Do you want to go into thought. other things that we're disappointed in? And also maybe not that disappointed in. Uh, this is my bad segue to canceled shows because this is in canceled shows. There were yeah. so many, I guess we could go back like pretty early to like other shows that were canceled earlier, but I feel like there've been a bunch in the last like week that I've been really upset about. Yeah. Chopping the, block. Well, month. one that I was really upset about they HBO max cut Gordita Chronicles. And I know you didn't uh, see that Jenny. No, but you loved that. I loved it very much as a family show. Like it wasn't the best show I've ever seen. It wasn't like sure. I wasn't going to go recommend it to everybody I knew, but I did write about it in the newsletter. And mm-hmm. I just, I thought it was so wholesome and unique in a certain way, but still sort of like not derivative of eighties, nineties, family sitcoms, but not reminiscent them. of them in a, yeah. yeah. In a, in a way that I enjoyed because you don't get a whole lot of those that are actually smart and funny and well-acted well-written. And this was very much that it was, it was really, really good, really funny, really enjoyable. HBO Max cut it. I think there's something weird going on at HBO Max. Like I was just mm. looking this morning. I read a tweet that was saying like HBO Max is getting rolled into Discovery Plus or something oh, like that. There are a lot of mergers happening. Yeah. Um, and then I was reading that HBO Max is cutting all their scripted shows or like not going to make any scripted shows going forward. And they don't know like the internet doesn't know exactly what's going to happen to the current HBO max scripted shows, but people are thinking they'll just like become HBO shows, hmm. which is yeah. that most people won't care about, but I guess that's supposedly what's happening. But then I think in this process, I got to assume Gordita Chronicles is part of the, the fallout from whatever's going on there, because the way they wrote the statement was like, we got to cancel Gordita because it doesn't fit our current, like, idea of where we're going or something. And I don't know, it could have uh, just been bullshit, but yeah, they cut that. It's very upsetting, but the uh, showrunner. Oh yeah. I was gonna say the showrunner tweeted that they're like very much looking for another home. So Great. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it'll get picked up by someone. I don't, but I don't know. It does feel honestly like a network comedy in a lot of ways. So I feel like, like, it's, like it, it might get picked up by like ABC or I don't really know how that all works, but it does feel like that's where it should go. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that's the case. I mean, I feel like there are a lot of like Broad City had a bunch of different homes. Like there are a lot of shows that it seemed like in the beginning were going to lose their footing because they um, got dropped from whatever network or whatever streaming platform they were originally on uh, and then wound up going like four more seasons and like, yeah, well, well. Brooklyn Nine-Nine was like that. Yeah, it was on. Well, I don't know where it started, but then it was on Fox or maybe it was the other way around. You um, emphasize a different part of that show's title than I would. Brook, how did I say it? Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, you said Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> I always say Brooklyn Nine Nine. I don't know why. What do you say? Brooklyn Nine Nine. Brooklyn like, I Nine. Emphasize the last Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. I think it's because they say, "Oh no, that would be okay." I'm wrong. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I don't think there's a right or wrong. I, just I was going to say it's because they say Nine Nine, like that's their little like chant in the show. But that would be how you say it if I was mm-hmm. going off of that. So. Uh, I think I just say something's weird. Brooklyn nine, nine. Yep. Probably. Anyways, uh, (laughs) that did happen to that show and, and a bunch of others, like you said. So I still have hope on that one. And I, I, I don't know if there's not a second season, it's not the most devastating cancellation, but I was bummed. Yeah. I wonder, I hope, I mean, made for love. I saw on the list as another, that one is upsetting. 
That one's so yeah. good. And doesn't seem like a like unfitting choice for that platform. I, I it really seems don't very along one. their lines. They don't, they never did really promote it much, at least in my opinion. I, I hadn't really heard of it until actually Sam, my sister, uh, recommended it to me. And I, uh, as a person that is like, you know, follows TV, I was like, huh, I don't know why I haven't heard of this one. Yeah. I didn't really like know anybody that watched it. Yeah. So I just don't think they promoted it. Uh, but then when I, I mentioned that it was canceled on one of my TikToks, like a lot of people, a lot of people were really upset. So this- I know a bunch of people liked it and a bunch of people watched it. So it, it is strange to me. And yeah, I'm definitely sad about that one. It definitely, it's along the same lines as, um, to me, when I watched it, it immediately reminded me of other recent shows that have like slightly futuristic, but also present day and like a little bit of a weird tech vibe, like, um, upload and, uh, what's the other one that I'm thinking of? Mm. Maybe I'll think of it later, but it, it seems similar enough that I, when I saw that it was canceled, I wondered, like, I wonder if they think that this type of show is too saturated right now or like what the possible reason could be, but maybe, anyway. yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see any theories or anything on that one. I assume it was just sort of like low viewership. Cause I don't even anecdotally, I don't know anybody else besides my sister. And then you watched it. Cause I, uh, I think cause of me, right. Cause I wrote, I wrote about it in the newsletter and then actually one of my uh, one of my coworkers, my past coworkers commented on our newsletter and was like, mm-hmm. Oh, I watched made for love because you recommended it and like really loved it. And so <laughs> now it's canceled. So sad. I do think, I know I'm so, so sorry, Stephanie. <laughs> uh, sorry for your loss. Sorry for our, our collective loss. It's such a bummer. Uh, I do think people just didn't know about it, but yeah, that one was on, I don't think we said it. That one was on HBO max still worth watching the first two seasons, I think, but yeah, it is. That one is tragic. Yeah. I do think the new, and I'll talk about this one later, but they, there is a new show with Kristen Milioti, the oh, star yeah. of made for love. Uh, mm-hmm. that's also a dark comedy that just came out similar, similar vibes in that it's a dark comedy, but really a different, a different premise for sure. But I am sort of feeling partially uh, partially better that that show exists knowing mm-hmm. that made for love is canceled and I don't have that one anymore. Nice. So, uh, the wilds was canceled and I, and that was an Amazon prime show. I also wrote about it in the newsletter earlier this year. Uh, for those who don't know, is the plane crash shows a bunch of girls get, uh, oh, stranded. Couldn't you place wilds, that one. I thought, Jenny. Oh, really? no, no, no. Yeah. You, I was going to, but then because you wrote about it and I didn't have a lot of time that week, I was like, I gotta watch a different show. Yeah. <laughs> do a quick turn no. Around. So that was, yeah, it was a group of girls. They think they're going to this retreat in Hawaii, this like women only retreat or um, teen girl retreat and they're playing crashes and they get stranded. And the first season was so solid. And I actually wrote, I wrote that newsletter uh, edition right after I finished the first season and I hadn't watched the second season yet. <sighs> and it had just come out at that time. This was a uh, month ago. How and different is that one from yellow jackets? It sounds like a very similar premise. Yeah. It, a similar premise in that yellow jackets is the group of high school soccer girls who's playing get stranded yellow jackets tone it yellow jackets is okay. really dark dark and menacing and sort of scary Lord of the flies a little yeah. violent um and the wild is very much you know they're similar too in that they're both very character driven and character stories and less about you know how are they surviving and more about 
teen girls and that dynamic that dynamic is just so ripe for storytelling the dynamic of a bunch of high school girls like it's just yep. so good and so dramatic too like in the wilds mm-hmm. there's one line <laughs> that was like the the lead girl this doesn't give anything away it's like in the first episode i think the like one of the lead high school girl characters says something like um you know we're supposed to all be so sad that we got stranded on this island but like what was so great about the lives we left behind or something it's just like it's so dramatic it's so like high school girls like mm-hmm. woe is me like life is terrible and yeah who doesn't relate to that <laughs> like <laughs> to remember feeling like that so yeah. I love I love both of them but I loved the first season of the wilds it was truly a very very solid season of television and then I watched and, and still just to say that's still worth watching for those who I mean yeah I'll probably take sort it up when I have a minute yeah then I started um, watching the second season and I'm not, I can't, I can't give anything away, but they, they introduced uh, new characters I'll say into the second season that I immediately was like, I'm over this. Like, this is not interesting to me anymore. And I didn't go out of my way to not watch it anymore. I literally just completely lost interest. I think I watched three episodes of the second season and just forgot to watch it ever again. So when I heard it was canceled, I was a little bit like, uh, I understand. Yeah, that tracks. And I'm so mad. Cause I, it's like mean to say, I guess, but they like really ruined it, I think. Is the first season standalone enough or do they leave cliffhangers that it's kind of annoying that they, uh, they're not going to address? I, I think the cliffhanger at the end of the first season is what they explore in the second season. And it's the thing that I was like not interested in. So oh, I think the it. first season <laughs> is a good enough. It's not entirely standalone. There's certainly like threads that aren't answered. But it's a good enough solid season of TV by itself that I would still tell people to watch it if they were looking for something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other. Oh, Mr. Mayor. That one was a, a while ago. Not a whole long ago, but I wanted to say Come that on. one because I also, I also wrote about that in the newsletter. <laughs> Should I just stop recommending TV? Am I cursed? I don't know. I was going to say, I wrote about Time Traveler's Wife. That one's canceled too. That one's uh, in the... Yeah, we just got that news. Um, and I was I don't about know to write anybody about was too upset about. Oh, sad. That one. Um, yeah. Uh, neither of those are so upsetting. I'm a little bummed because the Time Traveler's Wife was only getting better. Like the first mm. one to two, the first couple episodes were just like, eh. And then, um, both like if you've read the book or even if you hadn't the the season the first season just kept getting better and it was all of the things that I remembered really loving about Stephen Moffat and the Doctor Who seasons that he ran and like the really great ways that he could that he I think I I'm pretty sure he's he wanted to write for um I should look this up before saying this on a podcast, but I'm fairly certain the reason that he was so interested in doing Doctor Who and specific um, storylines for Doctor Who, like the episode with in David Tennant's Doctor and the French, um, what's the co- uh, consort? No, <laughs> she was like Louis the Fourteenth's mistress, and it's the one in the fireplace. And they keep coming back to different times in her life, and it's only been a few minutes for them, but it's been oh, years and years for that. that for yeah, France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that storyline. I think was based on Stephen Moffat read Time Traveler's Wife and then was like, mm. I like this concept. Let me write some sort of similar thing in the Doctor Who universe. Um, anyway, so when he got to do the Time Traveler's Wife, 
I think he had just sort of started getting into the gear of doing all of the fun things he likes to do with time travel and pulling at heartstrings in certain ways, but also introducing a good amount of levity. And now that it's canceled, I'm a little bummed. I'm a, yeah. a little bit think that he could have wrapped it up in a really good way. And I think it would have only been one to two more seasons tops because it's a book. I don't think they would Yeah, have. I honestly thought it was a self-contained show. I thought it was a miniseries. When I heard no, it got they, canceled, I was like, what do you mean? Yeah, they ended it halfway um, between, I think, I'm pretty sure, unless they were planning on spreading out the whole back end of the book. I was assuming it was going to be a two season mm. and done. Well, that's Which sad would have been they didn't fine. give it another chance. I think yeah. it was a critically panned, mm. which doesn't always mean that it gets canceled, but I did hear a lot of mixed stuff about it. It seems like that book is hard to adapt based on the fact that the movie <laughs> was not good. And that wasn't good, but a lot, a lot of people, of people watched like. it. Yeah. It but I think very people popular. who read the book did not like it. I didn't read the book and I thought the movie was fine, but my stepmom's a big fan of the book and she was saying like the movie like is not if you've seen it like it you should still read the book like the movie is like nothing like Mm. the feeling of reading the book I still haven't gotten around to reading the book though yeah I have read the book I I get that I I do think the tv show was doing a slightly better job again not the beginning of it but the latter episodes bringing maybe a different a slightly different tone because that's what Stephen Moffat does but sort of more true to the book a little You mentioned, oh, I did not know you were halfway through a sentence. No, no, no. I was starting a new one about First Kill. Oh, I was going to say, so you (laughs) mentioned First Kill. What was that about? So that one's also canceled. It was the Netflix show about, it's very Twilight. I think they mentioned Twilight in the little blurb on Netflix um, before Edward met Bella or whatever. It's not actually a prequel or anything. In case What's people that? don't know, Jenny's last name is Cullen. So I'm just oh, making yeah. a Twilight <laughs> reference. <laughs> All through 2008, anytime I would give my last it's name, hard people would ask me if it was true. <laughs> Truly my last name. When I first um, met you, I think it was like right around the Twilight mm-hmm. sort of blowing up time of the world. So I remember that being like a big thing. I was like, wow, that's so cool that your last name is Cullen. Yeah. Until uh, you have my, people coming up regrets, to you. <laughs> <laughs> and being like, your skin is pale white. <laughs> Ice cold. <laughs> and it is too. It, it is, is pale, white. pale white. Ice cold is a little. Sorry, Jenny. You're, You're not, not ice cold. Don't worry. Thank you. Um, anyway, first kill is another vampire. It's not, it's not at all the same as Twilight. It just has to do with vampires. I think it's set in present day. Uh, if, if I can, I don't know. I don't even really remember. It's definitely present day. It's no future past or whatever, but it is very, um, vampire diaries i guess is a better comp than twilight because it's a vampire hunting group and then the vampires and also other monsters exist um but then there's a love story surprise surprise between two of the opposing sides very romeo and juliet in fact one of the characters main character's name is juliet so you can see where they were going Uh, it's a teen romance (laughs) very subtle like very quickly off the bat romancy angsty not super well (laughs) acted okay to be fair the monster hunting family much better actors than the vampire family uh the overall acting not great the concept it's a teen you you get what you expect you know it's not it's vampire diaries-esque a little maybe a little campier 
in terms of the tone and like the fact that there are older people playing teenagers and pretending to do teenagey things, including slay Classic. dragons and how old monsters like 26, 27 normal, I, like older person playing high school age. I was surprised. I think the main, the Juliet person that I mentioned is in her thirties and she uh-huh. looks young. That one was surprising. That oh. one's like the um, vampire so diaries girl that just continues to play teens. Oh even. yeah. And I bet she's 40 now. That one chick. I don't know how old she is, but that is funny. Age lists. Anyway, I, I'm not upset that it's canceled. I haven't seen the whole season all the way through. I've only seen a few episodes. And part of the reason that I watch it, I have a friend that has um, a like lesbian book club is what she called it. And there are a lot of books and movies. I mean, a lot is a strong term, but there are way more books and movies and literature in general that deal with um, gay men as the main characters and not so many that deal with gay women. And so she and her friends have made it their mission to read and watch kind of everything mainstream that comes out that does include uh, lesbian main characters. And so this first kill is a love story between two women. Uh, And so she was like recommending it in her book club and we, it came up in conversation and she's like, you gotta watch it. It's really bad. It's, it's so bad. It's good kind of thing. And I'm a little like, I'm glad this exists. I'm not, I'm not bummed that it got canceled. I don't think it was great, but that's my whole spiel about first kill. I still need to watch the end. I'm going to watch the end. Just like I stuck with vampire diaries. Yeah, just like a fun watch. Oh, I did give up on Vampire Diaries after, uh, I don't know, like the second or third season. But I I think think that, yeah, yeah, you watched some of it, but you didn't watch the whole thing, right? I stuck through to like season five, but I think there are eight or so. There are a lot of seasons. I did did watch the comprehensive YouTube video by Jenny Nichols, I want to say, where she just talks about, it's it's called The Vampire Diaries Video. It's so great. Highly recommend. Anyway, I am not one of those people that like wants to know, like, unless I'm committed to watching it, I don't want someone to tell me what the whole plot was. When you're deep cleaning on a Sunday and it's just like a good, it's almost podcast worthy, but every once in a while you can glimpse at the screen because she's got the pictures of the characters and she's drawn lines between them and you've got the, it's good. It's yeah. Excellent. I mean, I can see, I guess why people do it, especially if you watch the beginning of it, but yeah. No. Do you want to see how I, like, I, just, I guess I tell fallen. myself that like one day, what if one day I go back to it? I know I probably won't, yeah. but I don't want to totally ruin it for myself. It's just who I am <laughs> as a person. I just wouldn't, I just can't watch those sorts of things. It's not for me, but uh, the last one, the last canceled show that I wanted to mention, I said real oh, quickly yeah. earlier, but Mr. Merritt, that actually got canceled a while ago, but I wanted to say because I I recommended it and then it got canceled almost immediately and you mm-hmm. actually can't watch the first season I think there's nowhere to watch the first season uh well maybe like if you have on demand or something but like it's not streaming but for whatever reason Peacock only has the second season and mm-hmm. then they canceled it I should have seen that as a sign maybe but probably because of that nobody actually watched it after I recommended it and it is sad I actually thought that show was getting really good and I just wanted to say it's a bummer because it was Tina Fey's newest show and she's got such a certain type of TV that she makes. Yeah. Is that one with Rock. Ted Danson? And yes. And this one has Ted Danson. Love him. And she's, she's not actually in this one, but she's the creator. Yeah. It's very, it's very 30 Rock and Breakable Kimmy Schmidt, just all of 
what's the great news? And I, I guess that one was just sort of similar, like two seasons and nobody really yeah. watched it. And then it got canceled. So I think this is going to go down in that vein of obscurity, mm-hmm. but I think it deserved more. I like Ted Danson. I said it like that. Cause my dad like really doesn't like him <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why he harboring but stuff I like back him. in the day. Huh. Was it, he was, what was he in like cheers? Yeah. It was like his big thing. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about his personal life or about cheers, but I love him in the good place. And so mm-hmm. I was excited to watch him in Mr. Mayor. But anyways, that one was sad for me. I think mm-hmm. that's all the, the cancellations that have come up recently. Yeah. Hopefully there aren't more. <sighs> Pour one out for all these shows. I hope that some of them get picked up and others. It- eh. There are a few that I'm that I've watched this year that haven't gotten renewed yet. Mm, and I suppose scary. I should be I should be nervous about that. But yeah. I try not to think about it until until there's news one way or the other. You know what is annoying though, because that stuff happens. And then there's shows like The Old Man got renewed for a second season after like three episodes had been released of the first season, which yeah. tells me that they were already planning. Yeah. yeah to do a second season and nothing to do with the first season, but uh, I don't know. I, I think that's, that's an older man show is what it is, but I don't know. I watched <laughs> the first few episodes of that and I forgot to ever watch it again. So I don't know how stuff like that gets renewed right away, but then, yeah, they must the already have I like get canceled. Yeah. I know. Uh, to be fair, that's like a much bigger, what's this? An A-list cast, bigger production. It's on <gasps> and FX yeah. does make good shows. It's not a bad show. It's just like, wasn't for me, but anyways, mm-hmm. uh, so besides the old man, which I forgot to watch any more of what <laughs> else have you been watching? Uh, I watched. So, like I said, first kill is very recent that I've been watching. Oh, I forgot to mention, this is good. You are letting me bring it up again because I realized Emma Roberts is a producer, like an executive producer on first kill, which I thought was funny. Like, um, oh, um interesting. What was her first show? Unfabulous. Unfabulous. I almost said Unbreakables. And I was like, that's a movie and different. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So Emma Roberts was an executive producer, which honestly, she could have done better. I feel like I'm a little disappointed now that I know that she could have made this. Yeah. But could she have? I don't know anything about her skills. I don't know. Anything other than being Addy from Unfabulous. My favorite part about kids. Well, (laughs) you know actresses and actors who started out as kids on Disney channel or Nick or whatever shows that I watched as a kid is that no matter what they do in their lives, they will, they will always. always be Addie from my fabulous. I'm like, Oh, good for Addie from my fabulous. Like, she's doing so well. Look at her she's in American so Horror story. Well. Like good for her. Yeah. I guess maybe at some point it changes over. Like I, do, I don't know. I don't think of wizards of Waverly place. And I think of Selena Gomez anymore. Oh, but- I a hundred percent do, but it takes a specific <laughs> type of I think there are some actors that make the leap and you just forget, not even forget, but sort of are like, oh, wow, that's where they got their beginnings because they're just like in the next thing. And then there's Addie from Unfabulous. I think Um, it's really like if I was a kid when I watched it, because there's other ones like, and even uh, Wizards of Waverly Place, I was like a little older. What were we like 12? Whereas Unfabulous, we were like nine, maybe like eight or nine. Like, I feel like there's something different about being a kid watching somebody and it's just so like ingrained in your psyche in a way that watching TV as an adult, like doesn't do that to you. That's yeah, actually when alarming I saw... now that I think about unfabulous being deeply ingrained in my psyche, <laughs> but you know, you know how it is. Ned's declassified school survival guide. The girl who played Mosley. Is that her name? Mose. Mose. 
Jennifer Mosley. Yeah, and the Carmos. Yeah, she later turned up in Pretty Little Liars, and I oh, kept yeah. being like, "Mos." <laughs> oh, and I absolutely could only think of her like that. Mm-hmm. No, but the, yeah, that's a good example. I suppose the ones who, I don't know, like Zen Zendaya was in a Disney Channel show, right? But, but I didn't watch that one, so like, I don't think of her as a Disney Channel star, and she has like truly shed the Disney Channel skin. So yeah, good for her. He's done everything though. Uh, the other thing that I have been watching is Treme. Two things, which I know one of you, one of them you have also watched. So I was going to name that second, but Treme was recommended to me by my boyfriend's dad, who likes everything that David Simon does. The guy who um, produced The Wire and Homicide, Life on the Street which is a lesser known, but also very good. I would need to find out if there's anywhere you can watch that because it's an excellent show. Both of those are set in Baltimore. Treme is set in New Orleans in post-Katrina, very like three months post-Katrina. And it's mostly, it's way less intense in the way that The Wire and um, Homicide are, but it still has that David Simon, like very realistic. He hires people like actual jazz musicians from New Orleans. Everything feels really real in all of his shows. And so if you are a David Simon fan, but want something that's a little more slice of life and about families and people just like trying to start over again after a natural disaster. Mm -hmm. Um, And also- it's not a cop show. I'm surprised. I thought he only did cop shows. I know. And this one is so great. I love jazz. I love shows about music that are done well. I guess I should mm. give that caveat. But this one's really great. I've only watched, a, I want to say, two episodes. It's it's an hour-long show. Truly the kind of show that you would watch once a week as it came out. Like, I do not want to binge this show. It would be sort of oversaturating my brain. But it is a really good it's really good. Um, I'm excited to watch more and I am going to write about it. So I'll have more to yeah. say. <laughs> it's like writing. it came out in like 2010. Exactly. Something like yes. That. Yeah. He did, Davis and also did We Own This City. We Own This City oh, came out yeah. like a few months ago or maybe longer, longer ago by now, maybe April, something like that. Looking HBO Max. Because <laughs> I'm curious. Um, I think it's HBO Max. It's that John Bernthal is the lead yeah. guy. It's yeah. like a true story about in Baltimore May, police. Oh, that's season four. <laughs> Oh, I thought there was only. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. It just came out May 30th, 2022, season one. Yeah. So, okay. And ago. I haven't watched it yet, but I have heard really good things about that one too. But yeah, also a cop. Also show. set in Baltimore. Yeah. yeah all the also other ones are about Baltimore cops. And he is so thorough. It's yeah. All of his shows, if you like his kind of thing, are great. This I would recommend for people who really want that same vibe, but less. Yeah, cops. Fewer cops, less intensity. Uh, intense in emotional ways, I guess, but not not so much. It's a little bit more, okay, not as dramatic as uh, that one that everyone loves. Why can't I remember the name of it with uh, Mandy Moore? This you know is what us? I'm talking about. This is us. A little bit more like that in terms oh, of family. didn't expect that to be where you were going with, <laughs> with it. It's no, like I'm saying, I'm I don't want to say that it's as dramatic as that, but sort of more in the family and community type experiences than uh, work like a police force, and you you follow the specific people 
because they're at the job together. It's all these different families and they, it takes a while for them all to overlap and like meet. I think there are some that don't meet until the second season anyway. So like love actually. (laughs) Exactly. Like love actually. It's the the wire meets love actually. Oh, it's Uh, just that classic blend of mm -hmm. cop show and (laughs) Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant movie. Uh, and then the one Amazing. we both watched, Paper Girls. Paper That's... Girls on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I'm like right, right. on episode six, I think, out of what, eight? Yeah, eight. I'm on four. So you're ahead of me. So you have watched more. Yeah, I had never heard of. So the show is based on comic books uh, mm-hmm. written by Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chang. I had never heard of it before. I'd never heard of the comic books before, but it does have a sort of, I guess, cult following. Um, this is another one. When I started looking into it or started talking about it on TikTok, people were like, oh my gosh, Paper Girls, like they're making a TV show. And I was like, oh, I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know anything about it. Um, mm-hmm. It's cool though. So yeah, so it's about, uh, you know this, but I'll give a little description. <laughs> yeah, so they four 12-year-old girls delivering uh, newspapers early in the morning the morning after Halloween, 1988, uh, they get trapped in this war between time travelers. Um, and you sort of see the action unfold. But I think the thing that is really gripping about the show, and this isn't a spoiler, um, is, is more about the girls and their interactions with each other and their interactions with themselves at different times in like at the timeline, uh, because they are time traveling. Um, I don't think that gives anything away. No, basically it's the happens in the first couple minutes yeah 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 very early on um Ali Wong doing an incredible job there <laughs> um she's my favorite I love yeah. her this is a different character for her too but yeah I mean the, the girls are all surprisingly good actresses for being they've got to be no not much older than 12 in real life and then it sort of draws comparisons to oh you think they're older I'm making faces because I don't think they're that much older I'm gonna look it up no I think they're um, probably 13 I mean not that much life. younger is what I meant um, I think that uh, no, they're Aaron. 12 in the show, so I think they're probably we're Googling now. Um, but yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> it's, it's drawing obvious comparisons to Stranger Things because it's uh, it's a sci fi show, it's set in the 80s, it's about a bunch of kids, uh, but this time it's a it's an all girl group. I think the comparisons are sort of deserved, but really for literally the reasons I just named and not much else, I think. Stranger Things is darker tonally, and this is a bit more, I don't know, whimsical, almost more Doctor Who-like. Yeah, it's very Time Bandit-y, which is, I don't know if people will know that reference. Don't know is that, that the movie one. from the 80s? Uh, first of all, going back to their ages, they do span from 14 to 16, 17. So oh, not so, gosh. Yeah. Well, they're older than I thought. <laughs> I don't know how old kids are when I look at them. Erin is 14. Have. She's the youngest, I believe. Erin. Okay. She does look like a baby. So that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking up time bandits now. Yeah. 1981. I watched a lot of really old classics. According to my dad, I think time bandits is a classic. I'm fairly certain I can say that for sure, but it's a young boy accidentally joins a band of time traveling dwarves different than a time traveling war. But the style of time travel and dwarves. Yes. Yes, I did. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. They're looking for treasure. Time traveling dwarves. (laughs) Well, if that doesn't sound like a winner. Listen, it's great. It is 
like a British fantasy adventure film. Anyway. Uh, it's British. That's why Jenny likes it. Sean Connery and John Cleese are in it. Come on. I don't Come know on. this. John Cleese? Uh, okay. I know who Sean Connery is. Uh, <laughs> John Cleese? I don't know who John Cleese is. No, Ministry of Silly Walks? No, they're not going to hate you, but I feel I don't like know you would know. Stuff from the 80s. It's not. Monty really Python? No, showing my age in the opposite way. Of how people normally use that phrase. Um, I never saw Monty Python. These are all things my dad really likes. I don't know what to That's tell you. What you I'm saying, similar taste to my father. <laughs> it was introduced to all of these by my dad. I know. I know you are. The if anyone does know, if anyone is familiar with Time Bandits, it has more of that whimsical, not so intent on great. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The the graphics surrounding the time travel are not particularly high-tech or believable, let's say. No, no, I'm talking about Paper Girls. Oh, but... you think? Oh, well, now I disagree. I think well, it's fine. It's a t- for a TV show. They're ti- like they're, the time travelers are wearing, like, sparkly silver jackets and weird, like, white plastic guns. I think you're thinking about it too hard. I didn't. I didn't pay attention to those things. I'm not saying that's a it's bad a movie. Thing. It's not a millions of dollar blockbuster. It's not season four of Stranger Things. It's season one of Stranger <laughs> Things. It's when I'm they didn't aware. have any money. This is not a knock. I but I okay. do think season one of Stranger Things did a better job at making it seem, even though they didn't have the budget, like not so. I, I mean, Stranger Things definitely wasn't whimsical, but some and. I get that the girls are freaked out by their time travel and that it's like an intergalactic or I don't know, intertime war. <clears throat> but the people who are dressed up as the time travelers, I say dress up, the people who are costumed by <laughs> Netflix as the time travelers, it's it's a little bit, it's very comic booky. It's not yeah. like, yeah. No, that's, that's why fair. it's, I guess a better comparison is like one of the lower budget, like MCU shows Yeah, where yeah. you're like, oh, this CGI isn't what I'm accustomed to, to in like a Marvel movie, but like lower your expectations because it's a TV show and <laughs> it's just supposed to be fun. Yeah. It doesn't take you out of it. If you were expecting some kind of really intense sci-fi E like high budget thing, this is not it at least yet. I don't know. Maybe in later seasons, they'll do the. They'll go through the uh, Stranger Things pipeline where they <laughs> amass millions of dollars and then make movies out of their final seasons. Yeah, anyway. I don't know if this one's going to get, I guess that's pessimistic of me. I do sort of feel like this one might be a one season and done. It's not bad. No. And it, it's it, it actually is good. And I'm liking it the more I watch it. It's cute. It's not gripping me in any no. way. The first, I had to make myself watch the second. I not make myself. That's strong. That's too strong a term. I, I, after the first episode was interested to see where it went, but it wasn't, I didn't Same, need yeah. to, if I did yeah, not watch any more, I would have been fine to watch more. Yeah, yeah. And I gave more of a chance because again, uh, the same TikTok about all these TV shows that I made, a lot of people were very vocally in support of, they, they were like, I binged the whole show in a day. So I was like, Oh, I should give it another chance. And mm-hmm. the more I'm watching it, the more I'm liking it. But like I said, it's for the reasons of the characters much more than the the sci-fi nature of the show or, or any interest in the actual sort of action sequences. Um, so maybe that'll change the more I watch it. I only have like three episodes left. Um, it's a good, enjoyable 
fairly quick watch that if I'd never seen, I don't think I would have really <laughs> missed much, but we'll see. Maybe it'll take off. I think also because it's on Amazon, it just doesn't have, it doesn't have much of a chance of being like a super hit, like Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. There are, there have been Fleabag is one example that comes to mind as an Amazon show that is just well-beloved and That's true. highly acclaimed. I mean, and then the summer I turned pretty was like a huge hit for them, but yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say with Amazon. They don't do a great job at recommending shows. Their interface is hard to work with if you don't know what you're looking for. It's yeah. just not as, it's not as easy to be recommended a show and that's not the top show, whatever. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know do, anybody that like goes there either to like, oh, let me just unless, browse Amazon Prime, see right. what's on there today. Yeah. Unless Maybe you specifically me, want to watch, unless the marketing for the show has reached you and then you're like, ah, let me go. Right. Like unless you're on the summer, I turned pretty TikTok accidentally <laughs> and you're like, oh, I should watch this. Right. Yeah. And they don't do a great job of marketing for most of their shows. When I watched Outer Range, I don't think I saw a single person talking about that. I didn't see any ads for it. I like, I knew about it because I each week look at what shows are coming out. Yeah. And that was the only reason. So I think paper girls is somewhere in the middle. I think people did know about it. I think they did like an okay job advertising for it, but it's, I mean, it's not getting hyped the way the first season of stranger things did. That's for sure. To make that comparison again, definitely to be fair, that was like a once in a, I don't know, a very unique event for that show to take off the way it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I've been also watching, yeah, or I watched, well, I've actually watched a lot, so I could go through quite a bit of these, but the <laughs> one I wanted to talk about was the new Pretty Little Liars reboot. They released that on HBO Max. They released three episodes last week. Uh, it's it's a true reboot. Don't, oh, true I reboot. won't say, I won't give any details away, but yeah, you don't need to have seen the original Pretty Little Liars. Wait, can really I pause you for a second? True reboot as in they're following, like, it's the books again. They're remaking the books. No. Now I feel like maybe I used that phrasing incorrectly. I mean to say- Maybe I don't understand. (laughs) It's not the same story. Okay. What's a fake reboot? What do we, what's, yeah, hold on. It's a reboot. So it's, anyways, I'll just describe it. You'll figure it out. You'll figure out what I mean. (laughs) And we can ignore the phrase true reboot. So it's in the same universe- I think there will be references sort of to the original like characters or the original uh, crimes or whatever, but there, there aren't so far. So you really don't need to know anything about that. It's the same basic plot in that there's a group of teenage girls who are being harassed by someone who's like signing threatening messages as a, so that that premise is the same, but the characters Uh are different. The town is different. The backstory is entirely different. Uh, I don't actually know what that would even be called now that I say that, like a reimagining guess, of the no, books. I guess you're right. Because uh, the original a, series it's was a, a true adaptation yeah. and this isn't a remake. But then this isn't a remake. So it is is a, a reboot the same thing as a remake? Uh, I think so. Okay, according to Google, in the simplest terms, a remake is an updated version of a single film or TV show, whereas a reboot is a new version of something. Typically... A concept well, or a character. All right, yeah. there we go. But <laughs> it's not the character, but it is the concept. Is it a spinoff? Is it like a sequel? No, because a spinoff. <laughs> so a sequel <laughs> is you have to have seen the original thing. Like it ties 
in some way directly based on the original thing, but set after that's you a sequel. Yeah, a okay. sequel. And then a spinoff is like, oh, we took this one character or this one plot line and we're going to flesh it out more. So you don't need to have always seen the original depending on what the spinoff is, but it's something from the original. This is from not- the world of Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, it's the same <laughs> universe. I don't know, man. I don't know why it's so hard to describe that. But anyways, well, you reboot- don't need to have seen the original. Got it. Sorry. One last thing about the, <laughs> the concept of a reboot. I think the reboot, a reboot resets the continuity of an established series. Like Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, reboot, you know? Yeah, but I know that's what's tripping me off is that a reboot can be exactly the same characters, but sort of like a new story mm-hmm. and a new telling. But then apparently it can also be this because everybody's describing this as a reboot. And I honestly didn't think this much ever about what that word meant until now. But what would you call the Star Wars movie Force Awakens? That's the one with Ray sequel. Yeah, it's the like, I think they call it the Skywalker saga or something. Or maybe that's the first original ones. But they're the sequel to the events of the original series. But okay, never mind. We don't have to go into this. I'm a little like Star Wars. Like Star Wars super fans are going to be like, I'm using the wrong terminology. There's a go. I don't know. (laughs) No, you don't. You don't need to have watched it. That's not like necessarily the difference between this and a sequel. I'm just making it clear that you don't have to have watched the original series. (laughs) Now that I've made just thoroughly angry at me, let's talk about a little annoying. (laughs) Anyways, the whole point was just. God forbid I use words that don't mean what I mean to mean. Um, just to, to be know. fair, to, just to be fair, I, I don't know what they mean. But uh, just for everybody listening, it just means you don't, you don't have, have to watch, watch the original one. Um, if you watch the original one and thought to yourself, I absolutely hate this premise and you had no interest, uh, you probably don't need to watch the new <laughs> one. But if you were like me and watched the first like season, maybe I watched the first two seasons. Can't remember the original series and you liked it, but the show just got so, so bad and unbearable to watch. I mean, they just really messed up that original series, I think pretty badly. Then Mm -hmm. this is good. I mean, this is updated in a lot of ways in that it's like more mature. It's I think better written it's HBO instead of ABC family back then now Freeform. Mm -hmm. So it's more adult. It's scarier. I mean, for sure. I think anyways, I think somebody Somebody argued with me that they thought the original series was scarier, which I really disagree with. But I also, like I said, I stopped watching after two seasons, so maybe it gets scarier. But this is very reminiscent of like 90s horror movies. Hmm. Like the first like 10 minutes, I was like, oh, this is so cool. It's so it's such an homage to like 90s slasher films. And Hmm. if you hate (laughs) slasher films or you're a big scaredy cat then you hey, won't like this show. Shouts out me. That's Jenny. That's also most of my friends. So uh, I do watch like, shows like that just to torture myself, I guess. But I did. I do. I don't know. It's anyway, also a teen I, drama though. So like, I like to say like people who are scared of stuff like would still like this, but I, I don't think I should say that because it is fairly, fairly scary in some specific ways. And I don't want to make my friends mad at me if I recommend it. And then they get spooked and can't sleep. I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be scared of. I like our stuff. (laughs) There's a high chance I watch episodes 
I don't know. Yeah, well, you have to because I want to talk about it more. So you have to watch. Okay. At least watch the first episode. Let me know if it's too scary for you, then I'll stop telling my friends that they might like it, even if they're scared of stuff. All right. Done and done. It's hard for me to gauge. It's like the way my dad eats uh, spicy food and tells us that he doesn't think it's spicy because his gauge for spiciness is really, really high. And then I eat a bite and I'm like, there's flames coming out of my ears. (laughs) It's sort of like that. Like I like really scary stuff. So then I'm like, I don't know. It might be fine. Check it out. It's not that scary. And then my friends are like, oh my God, I can't believe you recommended this to me. That's the thing. Like I watched Shining Girls, which is not my usual brand of like, okay. I don't consider Stranger Things is objectively, if you do not like scary things, you probably shouldn't watch Stranger Things. Like if you truly know, like have no tolerance, Stranger Things is kind of scary, but you would still tell people who say they don't love scary movies to watch Stranger Things. Shining Girls, that HBO show, I would not normally be something that I would seek out myself, but I did watch the whole thing and... I was terrified, but I did keep watching it because it was, <laughs> it's gripping. And I don't, I wasn't about to not find out what happened. You know, there are different levels. And I think that probably means that this is not scary enough to stop me from watching it, but there are other reasons I might not watch more. I don't know. It is. So it's the same creator. We're talking still about Pretty Little Liars, Original Sin. It's the same creator as Riverdale. Roberto Aguirre oh, Sacasa. No. And I oh, knew no. you were going to say that. <laughs> and a lot of people, that is a lot of people's reaction. I sort of feel like the first season of Riverdale was quality TV and everybody forgets that because all they think about is how it's gone off the rails so much. But a lot of people liked, guess not Jenny, but a lot of people <laughs> liked the original season of Riverdale. I loved it. I thought it was great. It was like just what I wanted it to be. A teen drama that's also sort of dark and thriller-like. <laughs> Every episode, they forgot the character development that happened in the episode prior and just like start new plot lines. <laughs> anyway, I'll check. I'll, I'll, I'm going to check. It, it I mean, out. It's, I a, it's a pretty well written teen drama, but it is what it is. Like, it is a teen drama. I'm not making apologies for that. I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm, you can't expect world class continuity. <laughs> Uh, so far in three episodes, there's continuity, but I don't know. I mean, I don't even want to, I don't even want to say like, you can't expect world-class anything. Like it's honestly, it's good. It's a little cheesy. I think is the only thing like cheese. I can do. It doesn't take itself seriously. And I think that's what issue people have with it. And then they say it's bad acting. It's bad writing, but no, it's just, it's not taking itself seriously. And I think that acting is fine. I don't know. I keep seeing people say that like some of the girls are bad actresses, but I haven't really, I haven't picked up on any like amazing acting but for I don't know if you go into a pretty little liars tv show for the acting I don't know if you're like oh I really want to see some great acting let me watch that's the thing I wasn't going into it for any of the reasons that people are like oh I want to I want to watch this because I've heard it's top 10 of the year television no you're like I want something a little enjoyable watch and I don't think people should have to apologize for that or call it a guilty pleasure or whatever like it's a it's a good show so far it's fun to watch all right, I'll let you know what if I you think like. Sort of like thriller stuff, and this is more of an editorial you and not a you, Jenny, because I know you <laughs> don't like thriller stuff. But if you, you out there like sort of thriller like stuff, and you can watch a teen drama without feeling embarrassed that you're watching it, which you shouldn't feel embarrassed. But I know lots of people won't watch a teen drama, anyways. I think it's worth it's worth it. It's good. I want to know what <laughs> happens. I want to know who A is. Like sue me. Sorry, I like it. I'm. I'm- 
very much with I know. you. I, I, feel like, I feel like I'm defending it just because I know people are going to like roll their eyes, but I think it's, I think it's roll. worth it. Whatever. We are quickly approaching. I feel like we had so much, so many TV shows to talk about. We haven't even hit upon things that are coming out that we want to watch, but maybe we could do, maybe we can just rattle off because I think we're coming on like almost an hour of recording. Maybe I'm wrong. There might be somewhere around that. I've got three more shows just really quick. I'm going to do like one minute on each. So the resort, Mm. the resort on Peacock, it is produced by Sam Esmail. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that correct, but it's the Mr. Robot creator. So he's executive producer here. It's the writer of Palm Springs, the Andy Samberg, Mm. Chris Milati movie, uh, Andy Ciara or Sierra. He is the, the other, uh, he's a showrunner on this one. And he was the writer of that. So it has a very similar sort of vibe as Palm Springs. And I, like I said earlier, I think a sort of similar tone to Made for Love, uh, the HBO series that we talked about having gotten canceled. Uh, but the premise of this one is sort of like White Lotus. It's a kind of a murder mystery set on uh, a vacation. And this couple goes on vacation and they get embroiled in this past mystery. It's unlike the White Lotus. It's very much a comedy or a dark comedy. That's exactly what it is. It's it's dark comedy. I think at its best so far, there's only three episodes out so far. It's very good. Chris Miliati plays that like slightly unhinged character just so well. I love seeing that from her mm-hmm. and William Jackson Harper from the good place cheating love from him. the good place. Mm-hmm. He's in this and proving that he has really good range. I hadn't seen him in anything else. So liking that a lot. There's also a surprise for me anyway, uh, appearance by Nick Offerman, which is always mm-hmm. a delight. And I really want to watch I that, that, but it's going to be really off. good. I, yeah. I don't know if you need premium. I should have looked that up, um, but it might be on the free version. So check that out. Um, I, don't, I think Peacock's underrated. I think there's good stuff on there. There is. It's just one more thing. I know you got it. It's crazy. Cut um, my last two really quick. They're both Netflix shows. Yeah. So bingeable. Uh, keep breathing. I'm going to write about that in the newsletter this week, so I'll keep it short. I'll just say you could skip that one. <laughs> it's a plane crash show starring Melissa Barrera, uh, who you might know from In the Heights or The Last Scream movie. Uh, it's not really a plane crash show, though. I thought it was going to be, but then it turned out to be more of a trauma char- character reliving her past trauma or sort of like dealing with her trauma. Uh, and it's all about that and not really about surviving at all. So anyways, it wasn't for me. But uh, it is what it is. And then Uncoupled is the new Neil Patrick Harris comedy. Uh, very much a Sex in the City with gay men. Also created by uh, Darren Starr, creator mm, of classic. Sex in the City and Emily yeah. in Paris and Younger and all of those sort of very fluffy shows. So it is exactly what you would think. It's a good background show. I don't, and I don't mean that in a in a rude way. It's just like for me, it's a it's very much a background show. It's just fluffy. It's light. It's no, Patrick Harris. It's, it's his, a candy it's, show. You watch when you want to feel good and not feel too much else and maybe cry a little bit, but only because of like fluffy relationship things or whatever. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. I actually haven't even cried in it yet. Uh, I'm just thinking mostly about, but, I mean, Sex in the City never made me cry, but sort of like the kind of show that you watch when you're feeling a little mentally unstable and want something to be lighter and then you yeah, want to cry. Yeah. Yeah. And it does have. I mean, the, the premise is that Neil Patrick Harris's character gets left by his boyfriend mm-hmm. of 17 years or his partner of 17 years and has to deal with life uh, as a single man in New York City, single for the first time in 17 years. Um, eh, yeah, it's it's sort of funny. I would not say I laughed out loud 
Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't actively recommend it, but if you're just looking for something to put on, it's fine. Uh, I think nice. I can, I can stop talking now. I've seen so much in the last week, but yeah, I'll you cut myself really off. on a roll. Uh, well, they released how... so many new shows last week and I just wanted to watch at least the beginning of all of them. So I can mm. see just what was the flavor, you know, what's out there. How's, how are they doing? How are these new shows? Yeah. I just haven't had time. I'm going to try to, even though it's been hot, been a lot of side projects, but anyway, I will, I have now on my list, a few things that I know that you want to talk about with me. So I will watch. I am excited. We should, we should do quickly before we sign off uh, what's coming up because there are a few that I'm excited to watch and talk about, including Sandman. Neil Gaiman Sandman. comic book adaptation. You're not excited? I was going to say, I don't know if I'm actually excited to watch the Sandman. I'm I, skeptical. Sure. I really wanted, I don't think I ever actually watched American Gods when they adapted it, but I was excited for it. And I'm. that's not to say I'll definitely watch it, but I, I always like his sort of variety and tone and whatever. And sometimes it's a hit for me. And then sometimes I'm just not in the mood. So uh, if this is one of those, uh, that'll be fun. But if it's not, eh, oh, well, did you I like read the dramas. comic books? No, at all? yeah, but me I've either. Yeah, read other Neil Gaiman. Um, it's stuff. just, it looks like it's like really, really high concept. And sometimes that just doesn't hit for me. Uh, like I watched the whole trailer and I just had no idea what was <laughs> going on. Not that yeah, they, I mean, yeah. I don't think they were really trying to give you, it was more of like just a vibes trailer, it seemed, uh, which is <laughs> I, fine. Vibes were yeah. fantasy. That's those, those are the vibes. I love those vibes. I know anyway, we're rattling. I, just, we're you're going to like it. I don't, I don't know if I will, but we'll see. Um, the one I'm most excited about a new FX show FX rarely misses. I think it's just, they've Truly. been putting out so many good shows. Uh, Steve Carell led FX show called the patient, uh, which is the premise is combo. so far up my alley. It's so it's almost funny. It's a, so it's a therapist <laughs> who is held captive by his patient who turns out to be a serial killer. Like just inject that into my veins. I'm ready. <laughs> and Steve Carell to boot. Steve Carell. Love him. The patient is played by Donald Gleason. Mm-hmm. The uh, he's in star Wars. He's yeah. in a bunch of stuff actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so good combo excited for that one. That comes out like late, late August. I think like the 30th, maybe. Um, forgot to say the Sandman comes out August 5th on Netflix and then the patient will be on Hulu and that's August 30th. I like that you said Donald Gleason was in and did not say Harry Potter, but anyway, <laughs> Star Wars at this point is like his bigger, his bigger thing. Yeah. Fair enough. It's just always, I also definitely had to YouTube look up how to pronounce Donald Gleason because it's spelled Dom Nahal which I have been pronouncing pretty closely to Dom Nahal. Donal, for those who didn't know, is how he says that name. Donal. Then other things, House of the Dragon, HBO Max. House of the Dragon is the big one. I mean, that's the one that probably everybody knows is coming. Game of Thrones prequel series. Highly anticipated, I think is a fair thing to say about it. Oh, very much. Uh, but people a lot of people didn't mad. like the last season of Game of Thrones, so I think people are a little worried that it's not going to be good. I will say half the trailer half. looked really good, and I that's from me, <laughs> I a non-lover. Half of the people who did not like the last few seasons of Game of Thrones will not want to try it and just be like, I'm done with this. Give me different fantasy shows. 
I think half of the people that were, did not like it will do the other thing and be like, maybe this will redeem, maybe this will re rekindle my love for this universe sort of thing. So eh, I think if people liked Game of Thrones, they'll check it out either way. And I, I mean, I've seen nothing but good reviews from critics who've already seen the first episode. So I've got a good feeling. I, it will remain to be seen if I actually like it or not, because the reason I didn't really love Game of Thrones was just the violence. I mean, I watched the whole series. Mm. I just never could really get that into it because I just don't, I don't like the like casual violence. So we'll see about this one. I don't know if it's going to be the same way. I assume it will be, but the plot looks good. And I freaking love Olivia Cook. I'm so excited that she's yeah. going to blow up from this because she is a gem. She's so good. She's so talented. Others. I'm just going to. Sam, uh, did I say leave their own? Yeah, She Hulk and Bad Sisters are a league of their own. You did not, you didn't oh. say. Well, so a league, league of their, their own. own, the remake of the 1992 Very 1992 movie. Film. Never saw it, but yeah, they're uh, so Amazon wholesome. Prime adaptation. It. Oh, although I did read that it's not a pure. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to say oh, these no, we're words. Getting Johnny, like jumping on my throat. It's not an <laughs> adaptation. It's not a remake. It's not a direct remake. I think that's a fair way to say it. Uh, don't yell at me. It's not a direct remake, but it never is in was the I spirit of the original. So I think that Got means it. like, and I'm not sure if the characters are different, but it seems like it's not exactly the same plot. That may be a true reboot. If I read the Google thing, I'm like, like I'm, I'm triggered, sure. please. Enough. <laughs> Uh, that you also have has... to know that I was not correcting you, that I truly just wanted to know what you know, you know the actual Jenny. phrasing is. Anyway. This is how we work. Uh, it has Darcy Carden from The Good Place, along Love with her. Abby Jacobson of Broad Love City. Her. Is it fair to say of Broad City? Because anyways, that's probably she like created how Broad people City. got introduced to her, though. Yeah. Uh, and then Nick Offerman is also in that one. Really great crew. Uh, I'm excited for that one. I'm not, but I'll check it out. That's okay. I never seen the movie, so I just don't have any like special. I don't know. Interest. Oh, it's just like a good, cute, yeah, feel good sports. You know, sports, sports, sports. sports. We love a sports movie. We love a sports, sports movie. Sports fans. Is I do actually love sports movies. <laughs> sports movies are just the best for just feeling good because That's it's always like you thought this team was going to lose. Get ready to watch them get really good and then win. <laughs> like who doesn't? Love it's that? a classic setup. It can't. Yes. Incredible. Uh, She-Hulk, <laughs> the new, the newest Marvel series. I know you're not interested in this journey. No. Um, well, maybe you are because maybe you should be because mm-hmm. it stars Tatiana Maslany. I do like her a lot. Orphan Black. Star of Orphan Black. The most incredible actress <laughs> One I've ever of... seen, I will say. Yeah, I, I can probably stand by that. She is so freaking talented. If you haven't seen Orphan Black, which I know many people haven't, she plays like eight, I think by the end, uh, clones, clones yeah. and each one has such a distinct personality that you literally forget. It's the same actress. I don't know how she does it. She's a superhero and now she's playing one. So there we go. Uh, but it, yeah, it's another Marvel series. They've really been pumping those out. So, um, we'll see, we'll see about that one. That's uh, August 17th on Disney plus the, uh, the last one I had on my little short list of shows <laughs> coming out this August it's called bad sisters. And I don't know anybody that had this on their like anticipated ones of the year. It sort of like came out of nowhere. I think Apple plus has really, or Apple TV plus, I suppose is the full name there. Uh-huh. Apple TV plus has really been like pumping the shows out. This I think is from an Irish team. 
Irish creative team. Oh, that makes me want to watch it. Everything Irish <laughs> I knew it would. TV has been putting out, just like the comedies, the thrillers. I really like the spin of everything that I've seen. The trailer Irish. also like really hyped me up. It uh, So it's about, it's a dark comedy slash murder mystery. Uh, it's about this these group of sisters, this group of sisters that uh, become the center of an investigation when one of their husbands winds up dead. Mm-hmm. But think less Big Little Lies and more. Uh, oh, I don't have a comparison there, but watch the trailer. It's, it's going to be like Dairy Girls. Oh, Not I at all. Dairy Girls. Uh, no, it's so uh, it's so exciting. The like vibe of the show just seems really seems like funny and exciting. And yeah, Raise Hell by Brandy Carlisle plays in the trailer. And I was just like, oh, hell yeah, I'm into this. Like, this is just fun. Like, it's going to be a fun yes. show. I mean, yes, I, I think it'll be a fun show. I think that's all we have. And we are running along. <laughs> we like to talk about TV. If you Our longest noticed. podcast, that's for sure. <laughs> I know whenever we're ever. talking about like episodes of TV, I feel like it's just naturally shorter, but um, true. Our natural state of being is talking about word vomit TV shows in general. <laughs> so here we are talking about a lot and of TV shows, 20 minutes of Top Gun slander, I guess on my part, but whatever. Yeah. I hope you all wanted that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But hope you enjoyed. We will hopefully be doing more of these. Maybe, I don't know, just what we've been talking about, like a monthly recap. I don't know. More than a month. Yeah, it'll probably depend on like what's out. I feel like there was a Some bunch of new slow. stuff this month um just somehow but yeah it'll probably be on some sort of cadence we'll, <laughs> we'll in between out, like you know. episode recaps um and i think in a couple of weeks we'll try to do a mid-year 2022 best of each yes. with a sort of like best of tv maybe 10 each list so stay tuned for that and next week we'll have our normal only murders in the building recap so catch up on only murders and come, come back next us. week for a new episode of that yeah thanks for joining Thanks for listening. Yeah. Talk to you later, Jenny. And for those on the line, make sure to check out the show notes for the link to our newsletter. We mentioned that a few times here. That's where we'll recommend review shows that are coming out. So you can use that as sort of a appendix to our talking (laughs) today. So check that out and we will hear you guys. Well, you'll hear us next week. (laughs) We'll be back. We'll be back. Bye. Bye.